guys, it's Tim and this is Wrestling Unlimited as it's Monday and tonight was Monday Night Raw. So our tonight's Monday Night Raw does go. I thought it was kind of a roller coaster of a show. It had some really, really good stuff, but then it had some what the hell random stuff as well. But it was bookended phenomenally. I thought the open of the show was really, really good. And I thought the end of the show was really, really, really good with some good and some okay sprinkled in the middle but luke's also here with me over on this side luke what'd you think of tonight's raw like like you said i thought it was very like a roller coaster of a show but i thought it was very productive like they did a good job of announcing stuff for mania and we'll get into all the stuff that they announced but i thought it was a very productive raw but it had some good stuff then it had some bad stuff but i thought it was decent nothing crazy but what made it good was that it was very productive when they announced a lot of stuff for Mania. Right. And before anybody asks, I don't know what's going on with Carmella. I haven't heard anything, haven't seen anybody report anything. Carmella was off the show, and we don't know why. I'm trying to see if anybody's posted anything really quick, just as like a quick update, but I don't see anybody saying anything. So maybe we'll know in the morning. Maybe we'll know later tonight. But as of right now, there's no word on why Carmella was not on the show. And they just, they briefly mentioned, hey, my partner, Dad Chelsea said, my partner's not here. I got a replacement. We'll go with that. Corey didn't say anything. They weren't like, where's your wife? And none of that. It was just, a, hey, we're going to briefly mention it because we got to change something and go from there. So no clue what's going on with Carmella. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you if you are joining us here, whether that's live or watching later. If you are watching live, then thank you for doing so, whether that's youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you could subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, you can support us over on YouTube by becoming a channel member. Hit that join button to become a channel member to get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. Let's finally head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming a free game or getting bucks. For Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use this code right down here, PWUnlimited at checkout. Remember, Fortnite's got a new season going. I'm going to stream that a little bit later. But Fortnite's got a new season going. You got to get into that new battle pass. So use the code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D in the item shop to support us at no extra cost. Again, even if you're on the Epic Game Store on your computer claiming the free game. Yes, the free game. Put in the code and you will be supporting us right here. But with all of that... We got Raw to talk about, and Raw did kick off with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, KO and SZ opened up the show as there was a recap of everything that went down on SmackDown between them and the reunion and so forth as well. The crowd loudly chanted for Sami, so Owens said it. Sounds like they like you. 
Crowd was loudly chanting for Owens as well, and Sammy responded, Sounds like they like you too, pal. Owens and jokingly said that the fans only did that to make him feel better. Um, Zayn said that he realized he made a mistake when he tried to treat the reunion like a business transaction, and he should have known they needed to do this as brothers. Owens said that he's been Zayn's biggest fan over their entire careers. Whether they were together or whether not, he's always been there for him. It was frustrating seeing Sammy be held down by Roman Reigns under his thumb, knowing that he can do better. He said the bloodline knew it, and the fans knew it. Owens knew it, and he knew it was time to get over and take down the bloodline together. Zayn said that he knew what was next, and then he gawked and looked over at the WrestleMania sign when the Usos would make their way out. Jay said that Sammy's the backstabber, and they said that they would just backstab each other. Zayn said that we all knew Jay's dream was to turn on Roman one day. We've seen what Roman's put him through in the past. Jimmy thought it was funny that we're looking at that they're looking at the sign because they ain't getting nothing at WrestleMania. Owen says that, oh, so we are thinking of the same thing. You're thinking what we're thinking. The Usos, he said, you guys are brothers. Sammy and I are basically brothers. So why don't us brothers challenge you brothers for those tag titles? Crowd chance, yes. Jimmy said it's not happening. But then Jay was like, you know what? Kind of like the idea. And how about we do it? We drag them in the dirt. Jimmy's like, you know what? I do agree. Let's do it. Jay then goes, but why do we have to wait till WrestleMania? Let's do it right now. And a brawl did break out. Owen superkicked Jay before Zayn could hit a halluva kick. But Jimmy pulled Jay out of the ring. Jimmy grabbed a chair as officials ran down to try and stop everything. Before anything else could transpire, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman would show up on the screen. And this was weird. So Roman, Solo, and Paul show up on the screen. And the Usos kind of like freeze in fear. That they feel like they're going to make Roman mad by doing something he didn't approve of or agree on. That's how I took it. I don't know if you took that any different, but what did you think of the segment and the whole, Roman's here, we got to stop. I thought the segment was pretty good. I mean, the ending was like, like a little like, eh, because like the whole Roman thing, maybe. Honestly, what I kind of thought of it was like, Uso's like froze because they had to wait what Roman had to say. Which- maybe they kind of felt like, Roman was going to say something. So they're like, all right, let's, let's see what Roman has to say first. Yeah, maybe. But it just came off like, okay. Yeah, they are being super controlled. and they're, it, it, Like I said, to me, it came off a little like they're scared of the repercussions if they do something without his approval. Which, again, is just one little seed in the, they're eventually going to break off from him. They're eventually going to turn on him. They're eventually going to realize, hey, He's trying to control us for his own good, not our own good. So, overall, I thought this was great. And like you always say, even though that whole part is well in the future, it's still building and being productive towards, slowly, but towards the bigger picture, which I like. Slowly start to throw in the seeds of, oh, maybe Jay is realizing, okay, uh uh-uh. We don't need to wait for Roman or, oh no, Roman tells us what to do. We got to wait for you. So like, and we'll talk about it later with Jay and Roman. 
Roman doesn't even fully trust Jay. So there's a lot of future proof in here right now of this is all going to explode here soon, possibly by the summer. So two things. One, I was kind of surprised that they, that they kind of like reunited KO and Sammy like this soon because I expected it to be like the Raw, the last Raw before Mania. Yeah. Because I thought that would have been perfect, but it all worked out, so I'm not complaining. Well, yeah, because I thought it was a little soon as well. Because my whole, and I'm not trying to nitpick, but my only gripe here is it went from Kevin saying no, 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 to boom, 180 just quick. There wasn't even a tease of Kevin almost helping Sammy, and then, you know, I thought they should have teased him almost doing it, and then saying never mind, and then eventually doing it. But it was just a no to straight yes, but whatever. Fans ate it up. They loved it. I'm going to not lie. I got a tear in my eye when he hugged him on SmackDown. Like, I got emotional when Kevin grabbed, the way he grabbed Sammy in for that hug. Like, holy crap. So, no. Overall, I thought it's been done really well. And another thing is, like, about the bloodline, if they, if they like, split the Usos away from Roman, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that, like, going forward. Because... Like, the Usos, they were with Roman for, like, a long time now, and fans love the bloodline, but if they, like, kind of, like, break him away from Roman, it's going to be pretty interesting to see. Yeah. But the I feel like the Usos will fare better away from Roman than Solo will. I'm not saying Solo's going to fail on his own, but the Usos are so established as one of the best tag teams of all time, they'll be fine. Solo, I'm interested to see how Solo breaks off. That's the one I'm most interested in. How does Solo break off, which we're going to talk about at the end. Again, Roman being the controller, it came into play with Solo too, where Solo was hesitant and skeptical. I mean, like, do they kind of like have Solo just go out on his own where he's like, I'm not aligned to anybody? I'll just be my own guy. Yeah, probably. Because it would really suck for him if he if they just went like, are you going to be with either the Usos or Roman? Because then it would just, going forward, it would just be him just like, oh, he's just a guy with the Usos or a guy with Roman. Yeah, no. I, like, I've i heard Triple H really loves Solo, so I don't feel like they're going to waste him like that. I feel like they'll do something to push him on his own eventually. I mean, he's got the potential to be yeah. a big singles guy on his own. Yes. I mean, what they could do, maybe like if Paul Heyman, if they split Paul Heyman from Roman, which I don't really see that happening, they can just put him <laughs> with Solo. Hey, Cody teased that too. He said, yeah, that man right there will always go back to becoming an advocate. So we'll see. You got, you can have Solo as the new Umaga and Heyman's his Armando Estrada. I wouldn't mind that. I mean, it'd be cool. It'd be very interesting. Moving forward, we had our first match of the night. It went just shy of nine minutes. It was Austin Theory versus Montez Ford. And um, Ford knocked Theory over the barricade early and proceeded to sit down and pose with the fans. Ford even looked into the camera, and uh, they cut the break. 
<clears throat> about um, two minutes into the match or so. One point on the way uh, after the break, Ford hit a flying crossbody, a clothesline, and a back elbow. He hit a belly-to-belly -belly suplex and a standing moonsault. Ford got a lot of offense in this match, I will say. Ford hit a spike DDT on Theory and then followed this up with a big flip dive. However, Theory avoided a frog splash before hitting a rolling dropkick and an A-Town down to pick up the victory. So there we go. Austin Theory does actually... Um, Pick up the victory here tonight, leading up to his big match with John Cena at WrestleMania. Theory then said Cena didn't believe in him, but, quote, at WrestleMania, he will. What do you think of the match? It was decent. Nothing crazy. It was just trying to build up Theory more to, like, make him look strong against Cena. Yeah. I mean, you but got... does Austin Theory, like, does he actually beat Cena at Mania? That's the that's the thing. I don't know. I'm so if Cena's gonna have another match, I'd say Cena wins. But it's like, okay, even if if even at that, when would Cena have another match is the big question. Like it's not gonna be like the next week, the next night, the next pay-per-view. I think Theory's going to win. And I don't know if you saw the interview Cody did recently. He said he asked Cena for a match, and Cena was like, I can't, I can't promise that. Basically teasing that his Theory match may be his last. I don't know how fans would really like that, though. If, like, Theory beats Cena, and that's Cena's last match. Right. You think fans will, like be okay with that i don't i don't see that happening and i'm not just saying that because you know like oh like theory's the heel and you're not really like supposed to cheer for the heel but i just don't know if fans would really like theory as Cena's last opponent kind of completely honest kind of like the way um fans were mad kurt that angle. yeah kurt angle and corbin <clears throat> well hey. kurt angle said he wanted cena but vince was like no we this year you're getting Corbin because we have finished up the old Corbin stuff. Well, yeah, Vince was always really big on Corbin for one singular fact. Corbin never said no to Vince. Every time Vince said this, 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 Corbin's like, yes, yes, yes. Corbin never said no to Vince. He was a super Vince yes guy. Same with Miz and Elias. Oh, yeah. Corbin more than I think any of them, though, like current guys. But... Um, give me one second. Um, okay, no, never mind. I was, I got a message, but it's nothing. As we move forward, there was a bloodline segment in the back. Uh, the Usos approached Roman in the locker room. <clears throat> Reigns said that they weren't off to a good start tonight. Jimmy said nothing could hurt him more than being torn from his brother and having to sit there and answer to it like he was it was his fault. Reigns gave him a look before Jimmy said that he would never forgive Sami Zayn for all of this. Jimmy then said that they would uh, they would get Owens and Zayn at Mania. Reigns agreed. Basically, Reigns gave his blessing for the tag title match. Reigns then sent everyone out of the room and then told Jay to stay. But a break. Come back from break. Rain said that he hasn't seen or heard from Jay in a while, and yet Jay was suddenly back making decisions. 
But in order to make decisions, you need to be in the bloodline. Reigns wondered if Jay was still in the bloodline and still in the family. Jay said, I'm with you. A bloodline, oos. Roman acted as if he was content with it and goes, so you say. Jay was about to leave again. He stopped him and Roman's just like, hey, I love you. Heyman then comes up and uh, Reigns, he said, hey, my tribal chief, did you get the answer you wanted? And Reigns was like, yeah, I think I did. But, Rome, but Heyman seemed very scared and worried that Roman got the answer he wanted, which to me means that unless he doesn't know what the answer is, maybe. So I don't think Roman believes Jay is fully on his side. And Heyman knows that. And that's why Heyman looks so worried when Heyman said, or when Roman said, I got the answer I wanted. Because the answer he wanted was not a good answer. It was, yep, he's not 100% bloodline. What did you think of the segment? It was in a very interesting segment. I feel like when Roman said, hey, I love you. Maybe that was like Roman's way of saying like, please don't leave me. Because maybe he's worried that. Right. Like Jay's not committed, but Roman's trying to do everything he can so that Jay stays. So, so he doesn't like risk losing like him, Jimmy, and Solo. Because maybe he's worried like once Jay leaves, then like everyone else is going to leave him. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing. Because even when like Jay was gone for a while, like he was starting to question like Jimmy's commitment as well for a little bit. Right. Um. Ethan Taylor, I think Naomi's deactivated her Twitter. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. I know someone told me that she ain't on Twitter no more, so I don't know what you're talking about, Ethan. If you can link it in the chat or send me a DM. Byron Saxon tried interviewing Adam Pierce in the back, but they were interrupted by Chelsea Green. Green wanted to speak with the manager. She's like, hey, I had matching gear made for me and my partner, but as you can see, my partner's not here. But I have a replacement, so just make it official. She's my replacement, and oh yeah, that, that tag team match WrestleMania, put me in it. Put me in it. And Adam Pierce is like, hey, I was actually going to announce that, but if you're not going to let me talk, then maybe I won't. And she's basically just like, oh, so you're not going to give me what I want? You're just going to, you're going to be like that? And he's like, hey, you're the one interrupting me when I'm trying to make an announcement. And she's like, you know what? Just just say we can be partners and that's it. And he's like, okay, she could fill in for, for, for you or whatever. And then they left it. It wasn't their best interaction that they've had since they started all this, but it, it got the point across, I guess you could say. I mean, I'm really confused why they're doing this match unless they're making like a number one contenders match. If they're just going to keep it as like just a regular match on Mania, then I don't The showcase don't tag match? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Again, they haven't said if the winners are getting anything. Let me see if it says it on WWE.com. Maybe it says it. I don't know. 
unless it's like WWE's way of trying to get more people just oh, yeah. like on the WrestleMania card, I can maybe, but I don't know. It is, but then in that same vein, why not do the Battle Royal? Then you can get even more people on. Do the men's Battle Royal night one, women's night two, or vice versa. But let me see. Um, let's see if it says anything. Oh, blah, blah, bum. It just says four teams will collide. It'll be a showcase. This team, that team. Yep, yeah, no. It says which team will showcase their talent and come out on top. That's all it says. Does not state that the winner gets anything. Just like with the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Winner never got anything other than a trophy. You ain't even getting a trophy for this one. Kind of like the greatest battle royal. I mean, you got that title belt, but it didn't really mean anything. Did we even see that belt pass that night? I don't remember it. We may have a couple times. We, we may have. Because I feel like there was a shot of it on Raw once. But I don't even think... Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, there was a cool Brock Lesnar Omos video. It was kind of like a tail of the tape thing, comparing their size and stuff. They also talked about Brock Lesnar being in the UFC and having the biggest hands of anybody ever in that company. And they basically said, Omos is tall. And speaking of Omos, he had a match where he beat Mustafa Ali in one minute. Nothing happened. Beat him with tree slam in a minute. Any thoughts? <laughs> um... Other than the match, I mean, nothing really happened. Like the whole Lesnar Omos thing, like I said before, it's really reminded me of great Colleen Batista back in the 2000s. Yeah, and they're going to do a weigh-in next week, they announced. Only thing they announced for next week's show. You're Is right. great Colleen bigger than Omos? I think weight, but not height. I'll tell you right now. I think weight, but not height. Because Great Khali is 7'1", 347. Where he was billed as. And Omos. Omos like 7'4". Yeah. Oh, Omos is 7'. Oh, Omos is both bigger. He's two inches taller and... Jeez, 50 pounds bigger. I always thought Great Khali was like more buff than Omos. Well, that's why... Ali's shoulders are brighter, broader and stuff. That's why I thought he was the heavier one. But yeah, Ali, Kali was 347, 7'1". I knew he wasn't as tall. But yeah, Omos is two inches taller and um, roughly 50 pounds bigger, heavier. Interesting. Uh, we have a $2 super chat from Tyrick Warren. says, is there any update on AJ Styles? Do you know? Nope. He did that, or they aired a Snickers commercial with him tonight, but that means nothing, because who knows when the commercial was even filmed. He could have filmed it recently. He could have filmed it back in December before he got hurt. There's no way of knowing, but they did air a Braun Breaker, AJ Styles Snickers commercial, but again, like I said, no way to know when it was actually filmed. Well, I mean, there is a way to know. You could find it. We could find out, but as of right now, we don't know, and it doesn't really matter, so I don't. No one AJ's coming back. No one. They're being very quiet on it. Hence, I mean, my guess is they'll probably just wait till Mania. I don't think they're really like rushing it because right now they're probably just after Mania. 
like right now two mania they're just like dead focused on like yeah the current stuff that's going on so if aj styles is good to go they're probably gonna wait till after mania i could see him showing up on the raw after mania as a big return because there's really like no point mm -mm. in like bringing him back now no and just have him just like casually just wrestle on raw it would make more sense just do it after mania because they got nothing for, for like the good brothers at mania no so i mean well AJ, so could have put them in this tag match but whatever it doesn't really matter um miz approaches logan paul in the back he tried to get on impulsive tv he kind of just blew him off some guy that was with Logan Paul's like, who is that? You know that guy? And Logan Paul's like, nah, I never seen him before. Well, speaking of impulsive TV, this segment sucked. And not because Logan Paul, because I am so tired of this corny, goofy, wacky Seth Rollins. I'm done. I'm over it. If if I didn't have to watch all the raw, I might have turned my TV off. Because this Seth is just the dirt worst. I hate it. Logan Paul comes out and says that he didn't need to be here because all the money that he earned, or because of all the money that he earned, but he was here because he loves WWE, and yet the fans still reject him. He says that there were only two people in the crowd that liked him. His dad, who we dragged to St. Louis, and one fan with a drink prime sign. Uh, the fans didn't respect him despite his talents and despite the number of superstars he's beaten up. He said that he didn't bother inviting any celebrity friends on his show because he knew none of them would want to come to St. Louis and they would leave because, well, they'd leave like the Rams left. Paul then looked forward to beating Seth Rollins on his birthday at WrestleMania April 1st. So that match is happening night one. They've said it three times now, I think, April 1st. He then acknowledged that match itself would be great because Rollins was... Uh, Rollins is a top three talent in the business and beating him would do wonders for him he said he wasn't worried about winning because he and his brother agreed that you couldn't take a guy's name a guy with a name Seth pretty serious Paul then showed a replay of him knocking out Rollins last week he played it over and over again added cartoonish sound effects to it and a clown emoji over Rollins face Rollins then was shown in the production truck pushing a bunch of buttons Rollins then did his laugh, and he had the wacky glasses on, and it, I'm over it. He then pushed a button to play his music and said, I'm coming. Ah. Uh, Paul then kept saying, hey, shut up. St. Louis, we don't care about you. Seth's whatever. That song's stupid. What a dub. Yeah. So Seth comes out and acts like his normal wacky self, which is stupid. He's wearing leopard print and whatnot, and he decks Paul. And tackled him right into the announce desk. Rollins went to the top and tried to dive on Paul. Uh, tried to dive, but Paul was helped off the table by two guards. And Rollins wiped out the guards by mistake. The mishap allowed Paul to drop Rollins with the right hand yet once again. Paul was good here. Crowd booed him. And the Seth thing, I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm over it. We need the old Seth Rollins back. I'm just going to say it. He could still be a heel. He's a fantastic heel. He could be a baby face. I don't even know what Seth's supposed to be. I guess Seth's the baby face. I don't know. I don't really even know what this Seth Rollins is supposed to be. What would you think? 
mean, segment was okay. I thought the thing that Logan Paul said about the Rams in front of St. Louis was a good way to get him more hated by the crowd. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I live closer to St. Louis, so, like, trust me, like, I, I also have family members who are Rams fans when they were in St. Louis and when they, like, relocated. Like, fans just hate the Rams now. They, like, absolutely despise them because of them leaving St. Louis and going back right. to L.A. Which they should, honestly. I mean, I was never a Rams fan, but I mean, I have a family. I have a cousin who was a Rams fan when they left. Mm. Like, he wants nothing to do with the Rams. Like, even like during fantasy football time, he refuses to draft any Rams player. Like, like even how good they are, <laughs> which is hilarious. That's pretty funny. Um, but but honestly, like, don't hate the player. Just hate the hate the owner. Right. Okay, Naomi didn't delete her her um Twitter. She changed the name so lost her check mark. That's what it was. All right, she didn't delete her Twitter. Um uh, moving forward. Uh, they show clips from last week's NXT of Grayson Waller attacking Johnny Gargano at his house. Then we had Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano in a 10-minute and 45-second match. Match was good. It was actually Dominic. It was Do- Dominic versus Dominic. Johnny. My bad. Dominic. Dominic Mysterio versus Johnny Gargano. And match was good. I really liked it. And Dominic got a super clean, normal win over Johnny. So they're doing something right here. Sucks for Johnny. He's got to lose to Dom when this could have just been Dolph or something. But I felt like they should have had. I said this earlier today on the wrap-up. Grayson Waller should have came out and screwed Dom. I mean, uh, Johnny. But, hey, give Dom the clean win. Johnny does have a big match at Stand and Deliver, so I don't feel like he should have lost here. But it's whatever. Nitpicking apples to apples or whatever. But Gargano hit a dive, and Dom took control early on after Gargano's dive, quote-unquote, injured his ribs when he was sent into the seal steps in the barricade. After a commercial break, Gargano countered out of a three amigos and came back with a spear for a two. Dominic tried begging off before yanking Gargano into the turnbuckle. Dominic tried to go for a cover with his feet on the ropes, but the referee caught him, and Gargano followed this up with a super kick for a near fall. Gargano ducked to six, uh, 619 before hitting a clothesline, a lawn dart, and a spear. Or no, a super kick for a two. They battled on the top rope until Dominic dropped Gargano and followed it up with a frog splash on Gargano's back, which further injured the ribs and helped him get the pin. So there we go. Dominic picks up the victory. Before we get into the post-match, what did you think of the match? I thought the match was good. Good. Definitely sucked for Johnny, though. Yeah. Johnny's been picking up quite a losing streak lately, if you haven't noticed. True. Which which definitely sucks, because, like, when he first returned to WWE, a lot of people thought, like, oh, he's, like, instantly going to do well on the main roster, especially with Triple H in charge and how well he used Johnny in NXT. Well... Really hasn't done a whole lot so far. Just because he keeps losing doesn't mean he hasn't done well. I think he's been very entertaining and has been a, a been focused on pretty well. So you can't say he's he hasn't done well. I think maybe like once he's done with like the Grayson Waller stuff, he'll probably just 
after me, they'll probably like rebuild them a little bit. Right. So after the match, uh, Dom informed his good-for-nothing father that he would stop at nothing to get a match with him at WrestleMania. Dom knew the entire Mysterio family would be at SmackDown in Vegas this Friday. He said, the same family that blocked my number kicked me out of the group chat and doesn't want anything to do with me. But it's all good because the Judgment Day group chat's so much better. Dom said, my plan? Plans to go and ask my mom to convince my father that he should accept the match. Or maybe I should just ask for her permission to fight my father since she holds his balls in her purse anyways. I thought it was a cool promo. Maybe Rhea gets involved with Aaliyah or even Angie. I'm still to the I'm still to the 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 idea of he goes after Conan. I feel like that's like the best way to do it. Cause you know, Ray keeps saying, like, I'm not gonna fight you, I'm not gonna fight you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the match is already like built up enough. I mean, all they got all they really gotta do is just announce it. Yeah. And I feel like the best way is just like with the Hall of Fame ceremony, maybe like after Ray's done giving a speech and stuff, Dom and Priest come out, they beat up Ray, then they have Conan on the ground, then say like, give me the match or we'll hit Conan with a chair. Well, no, that's the perfect way to do it. Ray's the headliner. So Ray's the last one out there. You think the show's over, Conan comes out to celebrate with Ray, and that's when Dom and Priest attack. Take them both out. Dom's got like Ray down on all fours going, watch him. Look at him. And Priest is holding Conan like he's going to powerbomb him or something. And he's like, he's going to do it if you don't agree. And then finally Ray's like, don't do it. Don't do it. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, you know. One of those kinds of things. I'm going to make you watch your be- one of your best friends get beaten up or you're going to agree to it. So. And a cool stipulation they could add to this is like if I beat you at Mania, then you are you won't be allowed to enter the Hall of Fame. No, I wouldn't go that far, especially if they do it during the Hall of Fame ceremony, then he's already in technically. Like maybe like you have to like like leave the Hall of Fame, maybe. I don't, well no, I don't you know. just you just put race could be interesting. You put Ray's career on the line or something. I don't know. <clears throat> I know a lot of people keep saying on Twitter, it's like, oh, like, Ray's going to retire from WWE. Like, he never said that. He's going to the Hall of Fame, but but it doesn't mean he's going to stop wrestling. True, but that's why. Like, why would he go into the Hall of Fame this year? I get why, because of where they're at. But why put him in the Hall of Fame this year if he's just going to keep on going and wrestling and being full part? I don't know. Maybe he's going to be super part-time where he just works like Rumble, SummerSlam, and Mania from now on. Uh, Bangs in the Twitch chat said may- maybe they have Rhea attack Ray's wife if Ray doesn't accept. Well, that's what I was saying earlier. Have Rhea attack Angie or, or Aaliyah. <clears throat> I mean, it's not a bad idea, but I feel like right now they're just kind of like focused on Rhea and Charlotte to yeah. where they don't need her and the whole <clears throat> Dom stuff anymore now. True. Um, In the back. I'll feel- oh, go for it. I feel like the best way is just have like Damian Priest help Dom yeah. get ready except the match. Uh, so in the back, Heyman told the Usos that they're giving the night off. Roman set up everything for a nice dinner on the jet. Seafood's ready, the shrimp's waiting, and have at it. 
as everyone was about to walk off, he said, but Solo, Roman Reigns needs to speak with you. And Solo went back into the, the locker room. Edge then cut a pre-tape promo. Looked like he cut it from a closet in his room with a cell phone. Edge cut a serious promo. And basically said, Finn, bring your demon to WrestleMania to meet my devil. So, looks like Demon Finn Balor versus Brood Edge. <clears throat> everything that seems like, everything that was reportedly set for Rumble has just been pushed to Mania. Cool. It works for me. I like it. I really do. Brood Edge versus Finn should be full of fun. Oh, yeah. But the question <clears throat> is, does Finn lose as the Demon? Because normally when he's the Demon... Majority of the time, he wins. I think he should. He should beat Edge, and then Edge goes away for a little while. I think that's the better option. It would benefit Finn more than Edge. 100%. Like long term. 100%. Edge, because I feel like Edge is close to retirement already. Well, if all reports are accurate, Edge has only got May, June, July, August, five, six months left on his deal. Well, initial deal. They could add six, seven months for injury time. But if his deal is up when it was originally supposed to be up, I want to say it's this fall. Late summer, early fall. So guys, remember, if you want to be part of the show, just like Trick Warren was, you can donate a super chat in the YouTube chat, or you can hit that donate button down below on Twitch, or put in some Twitch bits. Uh, Rhea Ripley came out for a promo. This didn't seem like Rhea's best promo. She kind of just felt like she was going through the motions a little bit, at least in my opinion. I don't know if you felt any different, but Rhea said that Charlotte claimed to be a leader of this division, but you need to be respected and have respect for others to be a leader. Charlotte could never respect her because she made Charlotte question herself. Ripley kept getting up when she gets knocked down while Charlotte tried to keep people down, and Charlotte's time is up. It was time to go home where Charlotte meant nothing because, well, without WWE, she is nothing. Ripley said that she didn't care about Charlotte's insecurities and didn't care if Charlotte respected her. Ripley planned on becoming the new champion and the biggest star in WWE. She said, quote, I don't need you to respect me, but you will fear me. Out would then come damage control. Bailey said that Ripley should have asked for her advice when it comes to beating Charlotte Flair because her first WrestleMania, she beat Charlotte Flair. She's beat her multiple times since. Ripley dismissed Bailey, so Bailey threatened her. Ripley said, all right, any of you want to come fight me? I ain't, I ain't in gear or ready to go, but I'll go anyways. So uh, any of you want to go? Let's go. And Bailey goes, I'm the only one in gear, so I'll fight you. All of a sudden, Adam, Adam Pierce is in Gorilla and goes, uh, you're a ref. Go out there. Make this match official. We're doing it right now. So we did get Bailey versus Rhea Ripley, but... Ripley seemed like she was just going through the motions during the promo. Like, she just didn't care, almost. Did you feel that same way, or am I just... Uh, I don't know. I mean... I can see it, but... I feel like maybe... They just didn't really need Rhea to say much if, if they were going to have her fight Bailey. Right. If so, she didn't have a match, then they would, <clears throat> probably would have had her, like, do better in this promo because if it was just like going to lead to her just fighting Bailey, she didn't really need to do much. Yeah, that makes sense. So 
Bailey tried cheating multiple times in this match, and at one point, Becky, Trish, and Lita came down as well. And again, the match did nothing for me. And once it got towards the end, it just felt very convoluted, and it was more of a, hey, we got seven women that we want to focus on, and we're just going to lump them all together. And it felt just very congested. I, I wasn't a big fan of this at all, but Bailey at one point hit a Bailey to belly, but Ripley kicked out a one. Bailey hit another, and Ripley countered with a slam of her own. Bailey came right back with a PK. Ripley booted Bailey and applied a standing inverted cloverleaf, but Bailey got to the ropes to break it. Damage control helped Bailey get to the ropes, so Ripley went after Kai. This distraction allowed Bailey to drop Ripley over the top rope, so Lita and Stratus took out Kai and Sky, which Lynch backed uh, Lynch backed Bailey up into the ring. And Bailey turned around right into a riptide. Cool. Ripley wins. There we go. I, I, I felt like there was way too much outside interference. Way too much just convolutedness. There's just too much here. I felt like I tried to do too much in this match that all really didn't need to be. I get it. You want to build up everything with the six-woman tag. But then you just have Rhea in here looking like a doof and the extra. When she's the one most likely main eventing night one. So, I didn't think this did Rhea Ripley any favors, even though she did win. I mean, yeah, it's probably just WWE's way, just trying to, like, make her, like, look strong when there's two women trying to help Bayley win, and they failed. It really sucks for damage control, though, because they also have a match at Mania. And for them to, like, look pretty weak against just Rhea? Yeah. I don't know. Um, they did say it like two or three times, Bangs, that the tag match is official. Chad Gable had been looking for Otis. And he found Otis getting a manicure. He called it a handicure. Gable let him know, hey, we got a mania match. We're going to be in a four-way tag showcase. But I need your help tonight. One of our opponents, Ricochet, is my opponent tonight. I need you at ringside with me. Maxine Dupree comes up and goes, Otis, 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 Otis. Got you a photo shoot, and we need to go now. And Gable's like, no, I need my main man, Otis, with me. My star pupil. I need him in my corner tonight. I need him to help in case Braun Strowman tries to get involved. And they're, like, pulling him both ways. And finally, he's like, I'm going to go with Master Gable. And Maxine wasn't happy. I don't know where this is going, but eventually, this better lead to, like, Chad Gable being a badass single star. That's, that's my guess. But here's the thing. They got both Gable and Otis in the tag match at Mania. They were going to keep doing this like whole Alpha Academy maximum male model thing of like who's getting noticed. They should have just like added someone else into this. No. They were going to just keep doing this. Because unfortunately, I think this might lead to maximum male models coming out during the match at Mania and like trying to root for Otis and then Otis getting distracted. I I think there might be a little because you know it's Hollywood, so you got to have maximum male models. You got to have the models somehow on the show for Hollywood. So incorporating them into this with Otis may actually be the way to do it. Because honestly, I could see Gable going out there like doing his regular entrance and be like, "Where's Otis?" And then Maxine walking out and like saying, "I got Otis." A runway entrance or something. I don't know. I, I can see something stupid like that for WrestleMania, especially since it's in Hollywood. They'll try to do some special fancy 
model entrance for Otis? Probably. Uh, WWE confirmed the announcement made this morning. Andy Kaufman will be going into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I'm just going to say right now, there's a lot of one-sided doofuses out there all day on Twitter. Why is Andy Kaufman going in the Hall of Fame? He didn't do anything in WWE. He doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But if you know, you know. Andy Kaufman, probably more than any celebrity, probably more than a quarter, if not half, of the people in WWE's Hall of Fame deserves to be in this Hall of Fame. He did so much for pro wrestling with his Jerry Lawler stuff. So much. And if you don't understand that, then you need to go read a book and you need to go and do some history learning. Andy Kaufman, this is a long time due. Andy Kaufman going into the Hall of Fame. Because the stuff he did with, with Lawler and in Memphis and all that, boy, was it spectacular. I wasn't alive when it happened, but I've gone back and seen all the stuff. I've seen the documentaries about it. I've seen the Man on the Moon movie with Jim Carrey that focuses on this. It's great what Andy Kaufman did in Memphis. And Andy Kaufman tried to do his wrestling with Vince. He wanted to wrestle for WWE. He wanted to do the whole, I'm going to wrestle women, but Vince Sr. didn't want it. So Bill Apter got him in with Jerry Lawler. He wrestled women in Memphis and then eventually wrestled Lawler. They went on Letterman and they did all that stuff. It's fantastic. It's a great story. One of the best. I think this is one of the things that opened up the eyes to non-wrestling fans most. Or not most, but I think this is one thing that opened up the eyes of non-wrestling fans to pro wrestling more than almost anything. So... I mean, you had like the Tyson stuff. You had WrestleMania 1 and Hogan and Mr. T. And there's a lot of things that have brought in non-wrestling fans. But this is one of those. And it's high up on the list of importance as far as bringing pro wrestling to the mainstream audience. I wonder who the women's recipient is going to be in the Hall of Fame this year. Where it is, Stacey Keebler. And the rumor is that she's the one that called Mick Foley and said, will you induct me? Which is kind of random, but whatever. I would love if... Go for it. There you can go. I would love if Lawler's the one to induct Kaufman, but I just don't know if he can travel right now after the stroke. But if, if anybody were to I induct... Who's going to travel? Wait. <clears throat> Go for it. I wonder who's going to induct uh, Great Muda. I think it's Rick. I think they said Rick. Oh, Rick announced Great Muda. But I... Unless I heard it wrong, I thought they said Rick may induct him as well. Um, let's see if I can find that really fast. Let's see. WWE.com. It says, yeah, it doesn't say, hmm. I mean, it will never happen, but I, the perfect person to induct him would be Sting, but it, they wouldn't do that because of AEW. And even if AEW agreed, they would have to be like, Sting would have to say like, 
AEW allowed me to do this. That's what Tony would want, yeah. So, all they gotta do is really announce the women's re- recipient and the Warrior Award. That's really all they gotta do left. No. There's total of... Uh, according to PW Insider, there's a total of five. And I don't know if the Warrior Award is one of them. Because word this morning was... They're still got to announce Stacey Keebler and then possibly a referee going in for the first time. If it's a referee, I would say Earl Hebner. But I don't know. Can't think of this guy's name. Who was the guy that was known for like running down the ramp during that Undertaker WrestleMania match? Who was that guy? Wasn't that Charles Robinson? Little Nate? Maybe. I think so. Wouldn't be a bad one. To go into the Hall of Fame? No. He's, he's still WWE through and through. He still referees matches, and he's the one in charge of making sure everything gets set up at the arenas. But, I mean, Muda's had big matches with guys in WWF. I mean, I doubt they would do it, but he had some good matches with Austin in WCW. But I, I don't know if Austin would induct him. Uh, Yes, it was Charles Robinson. Mm-hmm. Oh, who can forget the fucking blonde hair... Flowing. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah, no, they didn't say if it's actually who's inducting Great Muda. So that's an interesting one. Wonder if, well, they're going to have to announce it eventually. But apparently, right. Conan said on his podcast it's still not official that he's inducting Ray. He said he's still negotiating or something. So I don't know. If not Conan, who else really? Can't be. Uh, the only other name I can think is Batista, but Batista, so the only reason Batista's not going in this year is because he's in a different country filming a movie. So Chavo would be a cool one. Yeah. Chavo would be really good. Actually, that's probably your best bet if it's not Conan. Chavo would be Is he is he still like affiliated with AEW though? He never technically was. I mean, no. I'll just say no. So that'd be a good one right there. Yeah. Screw it. Let Vicky do it. She's on the outs with AW anyways. They won't even let her go to TV. <clears throat> she even said it. They told me to stay home because I'm leaving. <laughs> I wonder why AW didn't want Vicky anymore. Well, Vicky is leaving because she's getting other opportunities outside of wrestling. So she said, I don't want to renew my contract. And so they're just like, oh, okay, well, then you could just stay home till your contract's up. And she's got a couple more months left. Which stinks that her contract's not up now because I thought it would be really cool for like her to show up during the Ray Dom build. I thought that would have been nice. And be like, hey. She could be a cool one that could get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I could see Vicky going in eventually. For sure. I would say next year, though. But no, I thought Vicky showing up for the Ray Dom stuff would be great because it would be like Vicky goes to Dominic and be like, is this what your Uncle Eddie would have wanted? You acting like this, treating your father like this? Yes, your father wasn't home all the time. That's because he was providing for you, your mom, and your sister. And they, they could have gone through a whole thing of Vicky trying to convince Dominic 
that Ray was not a bad dad and this and that and that. But it, I, I don't know. I thought it could have been cool if Vicky could have been involved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Moving forward, we have Ricochet versus Chad Gable. Went 10 and a half minutes. Uh, Ricochet dodged a moonsault at one point and hit a rolling drop kick as the crowd got into the match. Ricochet followed this up with a springboard clothesline and a running shooting star press for a two. It traded cradles until Gable hit a cliffhanger DDT for a two. Gable applied an ankle lock, but Ricochet slipped out and hit a super kick and a knee strike, but Gable came right back with a dragon suplex for a two. Otis cheered on Gable, but Dupree came back and took out Otis with the back, uh, took out, or took Otis to the back. I try not to burp. All of a sudden, I got like chronic burps. <clears throat> this distraction actually hurt Gable, which allowed Ricochet to hit a Destino and a Shooting Star Press to pick up the victory. So, Ricochet picks up a win over Chad Gable. Fun match. Went ten and a half minutes, so it got some. It got a good amount of time too. So I, I enjoyed it. This was one of the the highlights for me of the night. What'd you think? Oh yeah, it was a it was a solid match. I mean. It's going to be interesting to see like how long they keep Ricochet and Braun Strowman as a tag team. Yeah, it's random, but at least they're doing something with them both. And not like, oh, Ricochet, he can go get beat by a bunch of people again. At least Ricochet ain't Mustafa Ali. Which, yeah, that sucks for Ali, man. And Ziggler. And Ziggler, yeah. I mean, at least for Ricochet and Braun Strowman, I mean, fan... Fans are loving them as a tag team. They're getting over as big yeah. baby faces. No, they're working great together. I think they have good chemistry. I'm really liking this baby face version of Braun. Oh, yeah. Mr. Bang uh, says... Bangs wants to know... Yeah, he said, is Braun on a big contract? I have no clue what kind of deal he signed to come back. I have no idea. Uh, next up, we had a tag ta- uh, tag team match. It was the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair against or with Oscar against Piper Niven and Chelsea Green. Match went about six and a half seven minutes. So no mention of Carmella. Like I said earlier, they just went through the motions. Match was okay. wasn't horrible. wasn't great. Was just okay. Belair and Oscar cleared the ring early, and about not even a minute. Minute and a half in, they went to a break. After the break, Belair ran wild on Niven. When Asuka tried a hip attack, Niven moved and Asuka almost hit Belair. Belair caught her and shoved her off. Then they kind of had a little bit of an argument. Uh-oh, not getting along. Belair then saw Niven coming and she shoved Asuka out of the way to protect her. Belair then used the ropes to aid her in hitting Niven. She then hit the KOD on Niven. Crowd popped big. And she pinned her to pick up the victory. And after the match, Asuka attacks uh, Bianca and lays her out. So cool. There's finally dissension between the two. Honestly, I feel like the build for Bianca and, and Asuka been a little lazy because there doesn't need to be build. It's Asuka earned the shot by winning Elimination Chamber. So there's a storyline that needs to actually be told. So you can just go through the motions. And I feel like this story and this build has just gone through the random motions. True. But really think about it, like both of them are baby faces. So unless, I mean, Asuka kind of turned heel. Tonight. I was just about to say, is Asuka still? 
But like before that, they were both baby faces, and right. they're really just like we're still friends. But like by by Mania, we won't be friends anymore because we're like competing for the title. Exactly. So, and I I can see why that feels a little lazy, but you know it just it is what it is. Right. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there was a Snickers commercial with AJ Styles and Braun Breaker, which I'm like, give me that match. That match would be cool. And they also announced weigh-in next week between Lesnar and Omos. Then we go to our main event segment. Boy, was this good. I loved this. The Roman enters. He's got Heyman on, on this side. He's got Solo, who's in his gear, ready to fight on this side. Reigns gets in the ring and says, St. Louis, acknowledge me. Out comes Cody. Crowd loses their balls. They love Cody Rhodes. Rhodes comes out and says he knew what Reigns wanted to talk about. So I'm not even going to get into what do you want to talk about. Reigns then warns him to stay out of the bloodline's business. Rhodes knows that Reigns has a uh, Rhodes knows that Reigns has a Cody Rhodes problem, and he wanted to hear it from Reigns. So he asked him, "What's your problem?" Heyman tried to respond. He goes, "No, no, no! I asked him, not you." Reigns said that Rose wasn't the problem. What Rhodes represented was the problem. Reigns was just like his father and what they used to be professional. It was like their fathers, professional wrestlers. Reigns says, I'm not. I'm a megastar and a fighter. Rhodes, uh, while Rhodes, uh, no, Reigns says he's become a megastar and a fighter, while Rhodes just talks about what he's going to do at WrestleMania. Which he ain't going to do anyways, according to Roman. He said, you, you didn't want to do Stardust, so you ran away. You went with some friends and tried to start a company you couldn't get over in, so you ran away again. He said, Rose got over when he returned to WWE, but his body gave out on him when he tore his pec. Uh, Rose then talked about winning the title and that he wasn't going uh, and that he wasn't going Oh, he wasn't going to run away this time. Rosen says that Reigns might be, might be right about the past. And he's not ashamed that he left because he left and he started something. He started something that guarantees that everybody in this locker room now makes way more money than they ever did. Rhodes also said, I don't want to hear my father's name anymore. My father ain't going to come out here and hit a bionic elbow. My brother, he works for somebody else. You ain't getting any of them. You're getting me and me alone. He said, there's only one thing you're going to see at WrestleMania, and that's me. Rose says that his mother would tell him to knock this boy out and hit him again for good measure. Rose warned Reigns what's coming after WrestleMania. He said, April 3rd is going to be a great day for me. It's not going to be a good day for you. Rose would remind Reigns that he's going to lose this all, and he's going to have to learn what losing is like again. He said, Jay, he's going to lose you, and Jimmy will go with him. Solo is eventually going to leave you. Heyman, he ain't going to be your wise man for much longer when he becomes an advocate again. And then what are you going to be? A man without a family, a Roman without a reign, a chief without a tribe. And he looks at Solo, and he's like, I see you want to jump, but I've been in your shoes. I know what it's like. To be that second generation superstar standing hand, uh, shoulder to shoulder with a world champion. I wasn't ready then. And I know you're not ready now. 
Reigns then grabs the mic in his hand, lifts it up, and then drops it and walks off. Solo just stands there as Heyman and Roman get out of the ring. Cody then steps to Solo as Heyman gets Roman's attention, saying, hey, 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 ring, 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 Solo. Roman then starts yelling, Solo, now, let's go. Cody's like, say when, let's do it, let's go. Solo then goes to leave because Roman told him to. Roman then said, or Cody then says, see, just like I said, you're not ready. Solo gets mad. Looks like he's going to go for the Simone spike. Boom. Cody kicks him in the face. Solo goes crazy. And Roman grabs him and stops him and says, not now, not tonight. And Solo has this look of disdain and look of confusion as to why Roman is telling him, I can't beat this guy's ass that just talks shit about me. I can't go after this man that just kicked me in the goddamn face. You're telling me I can't defend myself? And the show goes off the air. That's the look I got from Solo of, why are you telling me I can't defend myself? Why are you telling me I can't beat his ass right now after he talks shit about me? Great segment. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. What did you think? That was a really good segment. The main takeaway I got from this is maybe Solo's like, you know what? I'm not going to be in your corner when you fight Cody at Mania. Oh, you're going that Roman's far. Okay. Because maybe like Roman, all he's got is Heyman in his corner when he's fighting Cody. And his- I can definitely I can definitely see Solo just being in the Usos corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Match. So the one thing that got me early when Cody started talking, Heyman for some reason, had a proud Papa smirk on his face until Cody said, until he becomes an advocate again, and then Heyman's face went from, oh, you're talking about me. But Heyman had a, oh, yeah, this is going very well. I'm proud of this segment look on his face early on in the when Cody started talking. <clears throat> but I think it's only a matter of time before Roman's back on his own. The bloodline is, as Bang says right here, crumbles before him. There's a good chance. Bloodline walks out of WrestleMania. No belts. Actually, there's a better than good chance. You think the Bloodlines hit their peak? No. Eh. In this incarnation, maybe a little. I think it is time for Roman to lose. I think it is time for Roman to lose. That's for sure. But I feel like there's more you can do with them. Right, but I feel like if you want to break up the bloodline, this is probably your best chance. Yeah. Like, with all the story that's going on right now. Right. I would say prolong it till SummerSlam and then have, like, Jay and Roman at SummerSlam or something. Jay and, oh, here we go. Jay and Roman at SummerSlam. Jimmy's in Jay's corner. Solo's in Roman's corner. And then Solo turns during the match and aligns with his brothers. Because Roman tries to be like, hey, get him for me. Or this, or this. tells Solo to do something. Solo's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I, I, I ain't hurting Jimmy or Jay. <clears throat> I think for Mania, just have Solo be in the Usos' corner and just have Heyman be in Roman's corner. Did you bring Brandy out and have her in, in uh, Cody's? And so if Heyman tries to do anything, she could slap Heyman. 
Maybe. I think that'd be cool. Brandy slapping. That'd be hilarious. Man, I would love... I, I need just... I know they probably wouldn't do it, but I would love for a Brandy open mic night bitch promo on Heyman before WrestleMania. I think it'd be great, but they're not going to do it. But I think it'd be cool if she did come out with, with Cody and be in his corner. Because Cody's kind of... Maybe Heyman says something next week on Raw or on one of the next two SmackDowns. And Cody's like, oh, okay, well, I may have a little backup too and a little feisty little mamacita. It would look so cool to have Brandy walk out with Cody during their entrance at it would. Mania. It, it would. would. It would look so cool. It would. Screw it. Bring Pharaoh too. Dog? Heck yeah. Pharaoh come out there with him with the belt. Or not with the belt, but for the entrance. But, yeah. That was Monday Night Raw. I thought it was an effective episode. It had its peaks and its ups and downs, but I thought it was effective nonetheless. Any closing thoughts? Um, just curious to see like how many more matches they really announce. I mean, all they really gotta do is just announce the Ray and Dom thing, and that's about it. I would say. Um. So as far as everything else you know what we thought of the show now it's time to hear what you thought as far as the polls do go let's refresh these polls boom 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 as far as the twitch poll does go 83% liked the show 17% thought it was just okay or just all right as far as the twitter poll does go 47% liked it 42% thought it was all right and 10% didn't like raw Or as the YouTube community poll does go, 78% liked it, 16% thought it was all right, and 2%, no, 6% did not like it. First says, I loved the Miz and Maurice musical. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. They sang about Miz's big balls. <clears throat> um, is that going to be an actual thing at Mania? The WrestleMania musical with Miz? It's Corey Graves kind of like, Said something like it sounded like he may do some musical number. Maybe it would be hilarious though. Here's the thing. Here's the, here we go. Here we go. I got it. I got it. So because they're in Hollywood, you can have Miz be the host like he's an Oscar host, and have have him do some sort of like an opening skit type of thing, whether that's a monologue or some musical number to open up night one or something. Maybe just saying, make him kind of like a an award show host. Kind of deal. <clears throat> that wouldn't be bad. Mm -mm. You can do that for night one. Maybe for night two, have Triple H open it up with a cool segment. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. As far as the YouTube live poll does go, 82% liked the show, 14% thought it was just all right, and 3% did not like it. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. But Luke, tell them where they can find you. You can find me over at Twitter at Petkey underscore 21, and you can also find me over at Twitch at the Luke Petkey. With that, guys, have a great rest of your night. I'm going to go play some Fortnite here in a little bit. I'll be live, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. If you guys want to come hang out over there, join me and whatnot, 
we'll have some fun. But with that, guys, have a great night. I'll see you guys later. Whether that's twitch.tv forward slash TimmyBuddy tonight, or if that's Wednesday, when we talk about AEW Dynamite right here. Have a good one, guys, and I'll see you next time.